It's the Pop My Culture Podcast with your hosts, Cole Stratton and Vanessa Ragland. Hey, welcome to the Pop My Culture Podcast. I'm Cole Stratton. And I'm Vanessa Ragland. Oh, hello, <laughs> Vanessa Ragland. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for tuning in to the show. We appreciate it. On your podcasting dial. Bleep. Uh, we have a really fun episode today. Yep. This guy is super charming and great. And his eyes pierce souls. So if you don't want your soul pierced... <laughs> just listen. That's just a listen. Good thing. That's why he's on a podcast. Don't look, safe. don't look into the eye. Do not look into it. Like on the Indiana Jones ride at Disneyland. Oh, you know so much about Disney. I do. I know a lot about it. There you go. <laughs> uh, before we uh, get to our guest, a couple of quick things. Uh, if you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes. It helps it us get featured and raise more ears. Just the letter iTunes... Dot com. <laughs> the I is lowercase. <laughs> yeah. The T is capital T is case. huge. Unes is regular case. Also, if you want to say hello and give us your thoughts and stuff, uh, you can email us info at, at popmyculturepodcast.com. We can finish each other's sentences. Yes. Yeah. And that worked out. We didn't even plan so it. So great. Uh, yeah, but we'll write you back and stuff. And, yeah, uh, we love to hear from you. Exactly. Uh, we're also completely listener supported. There is a donate button on our website, popmyculturepodcast.com. Mm-hmm. We'll give you a shout out on the air if you donate. But right now, there's something a little more important to be donating to. Vanessa, I hand I'll it over to it you. Away. Thank you. We only have one microphone, so we have to hand it back and forth the That's whole you think, time. <laughs> you think like by our 70th episode, we will have bought more than one mic. We don't get enough donations. That's nope. the flat out truth. And that's what I'm here to talk about. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm talking about, as I've mentioned on previous podcasts, I'm running for Leukemia Lymphoma Society Woman of the Year. There's a post up about it on our website, popmyculturepodcast.com, and you can check that out. But what I'm really focused on right now is part of my campaign, which is a man very near and dear to my heart um, has grown a heinously ugly ponytail. (laughs) My father, my wonderful father, has this scraggly, long, gray ponytail that looks like a dead rat attached to the back of his head, like a rat, a New York City-sized rat. Right. And he's a businessman. He is like a very handsome, I don't know what happened, but he has graciously accepted my offer. I was like, dad, would you cut that thing off for a price if it went to charity? And he said $5,000, which is a lot of money. And I think he was smirking because he doesn't think it's going to happen. So you can donate to my dad's hair getting cut off. It still goes to my campaign and I've got to get to this $5,000 mark or else he's going to keep that heinous thing. That's all. That's right. So please donate (laughs) or he will further... Perpetuate is this hair crime. Oh my gosh, it is a hair crime. Um, there'll be a link up in this post uh, to my dad's hair thing, but really, and there's a video I made about it. This is serious, more serious than the leukemia lymphoma stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. If you're interested in donating, go to popmyculturepodcast.com. Mm-hmm. There will be a little ad and a little posting there that you can click on. It'll take you to the page where you can do all that fun stuff. Yes. So uh, one of the things you'll hear on this episode is a couple of riffs. On random, random riffs on the Berenstein Bears. We I don't know how that happened. accidentally. Uh, not really. It's, they're kinda, it's a goofy riff. Yes. Okay. Um, but we recorded this episode about a week ago, back-to-back with our Oscar episode, so that's why we haven't released it until now. Uh, <laughs> Jen Berenstein uh, passed away at the age of 18. Uh, oh. between us recording that episode <laughs> and the release date. So you might think it's a little weird that that's not acknowledged on the actual episode. Well, we we're doing know. it now. We didn't know. And for the record, I love the Berenstein Bears and I had all the toys. Like I had stuffed animals of all of them yeah, growing up. Yeah, all of them too. It's just okay. it's just a goofy riff. We were just being silly. Yeah, we didn't we're just mean being to silly. defame 
the uh, parents seen it. But fire. just in case you're listening and you're like, why haven't they mentioned that she died? That's weird. Uh, it's because we didn't know. She hadn't yet. She hadn't uh, yet passed. But we, I think we might have killed her. We may have done. We might be responsible. Uh, karmically, she heard it. Uh, anywho, uh, I hope you enjoyed the episode. R.I.P. Our guest today plays Detective Carlton Lasseter on Psych. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Timothy Amundsen is here. Woo! Hello. Hi, welcome. Hello. You well, look very off-season-y. I do. I love it. I do. I'm a little sort of, shaggy. Yeah, man-ish. Yeah, that's the other word. Lumberjack-like, coal miner-esque. Yeah. You do, have, you do have soot all over you. I do. What's that's, the soot from? Have you driven around L.A. lately? Oh, yeah. yeah it's very sooty. <laughs> Take a little deep breath, and then the black lung starts. Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> plus there's rumors that they've hanging. greenlit Winter's Bone too, and mm. he's just hoping... No. We'll be right back. Oh, right, I think it's really important that we cover this thing first because it's a it's a big a big thing that just happened. Mm-hmm. Zach Efron dropped a condom on the red carpet at, at the, the Lorax Lorax premiere. Oh, Fell out of his Zach. pocket. He oh, was, was, it, was it used? No. Oh, okay. Oh, that's <laughs> then. What's the? That's cool. I mean, well, first of all, good for him for being prepared. Right. Yep, Obviously, he was because a you scout. know you're gonna, you know, he's Lorax like Efron. Yeah. yeah, come on, Lorax. That that's a little uncomfortable. That it's a child's. He could have tied it in though. Like after he dropped it, he could have gone like, "I fuck for the trees." He could have <laughs> or something. You know, um, or he could have tied it on, which would have then it wouldn't have fallen <laughs> off. Oh yeah. Um, oh. oh Zach, but he's so dreamy. Oh my gosh, I am his biggest fan. Ever. Know, I uh, mm-hmm. I have a little Zach story. <gasps> oh boy, settle down. I can't. Uh, I was in Vancouver shooting the television show Psych, and uh, it was my birthday. So I had some friends come into town, and I, I planned Tim's adventure weekend birthday, part of which involved kayaking. Oh. So we were kayaking in uh, Deep Cove, as it's called, and we were coming in, and uh, this gaggle of sort of kids coming out, and, and I bumped kayaks with this kid with aviators and great hair. Oh, Zach. It's and, definitely uh, Zach. I, I got to shore and my wife said, and I went, oh, he, he's learned how to steer a kayak. And I didn't say that. But uh, I could say, I was like, oh, he, that makes sense because he was, that was a great head of hair for kayaking. Oh, my gosh. That's it. That's, it's not like that's, a, that's an amazing story. And uh. he did have a pack of condoms with him. He's oh. dropping them all over the river. Just, the dolphins have them on their <laughs> yeah. little noses. Oh, <laughs> happens all the time. The only thing that happens to me when I hear that first sex story is I get really jealous because even though it's a fantasy, I do think he's saving himself for me. And like, what's he doing out there? Why is he doing that? What? I guess he has to keep up a ruse for the public. But mm. last girl he dated named Vanessa. They mysteriously break up. He writes a blog post about how he's in love with me. That disappears. Nobody even believes me. He wrote it. Mm-hmm. it disappeared mm-hmm. minutes after he wrote I see it. What you're going. Yeah. Then he goes to this premiere. I couldn't go. I was busy, and he's dropping condoms. Here's the thing, though. There was this. Uh, <laughs> you'll remember this. We talked about Zach on several episodes, but there was one episode <laughs> after we talked about. I think it was a Thomas Lennon episode mm. that I saw text from him. That there was yes, there was uh, I, uh, some fan group of Zach. Oh yeah. Like wrote about the episode, and then afterwards, <laughs> we're like everybody in the comments is like, "Fuck that redhead girl!" Yeah, She's, they hated like because they hated the fact that she didn't like said bad things about Vanessa Hutchins. I didn't I, even say bad I things. Just, I just said they I shouldn't just be heard together. That podcast. I recall you saying nothing bad about. No, Vanessa. I just said they shouldn't be together. 
He was waiting for the other Vanessa, and this turned a group of women against me. It really did. Yeah. Oh, wait, first funny. of all, were they really women? Mm-mm. Or were they, <laughs> waiting let's for be their... honest, some 50-year-old gay men <laughs> and some 12-year-old girls? Yeah, I think that's the group, actually, yep. with adorable screen names that are wittier than I could ever come <laughs> up Which, with. Which, by the way, if you can capture that market of 50-year-old gay men and 12-year-old girls, superstar. But ching That is glee. all you need Done. to make it in this world. Yes. That's very true. Okay, something to think I about. I have not yet. No, I haven't either. No. But there's another sex god around town. <laughs> Stephen Hawking. Yeah, this is hilarious. Stephen Hawking uh, evidently is an avid swinger and goes to the Freedom Acres Swingers Club. Wait, Stephen, Stephen Hawking, Hawking. Is, as in I am a... Yep. That's Stephen Hawking? <laughs> that's as in Hawking. I have the secrets to the universe in my yep. pants? Yeah. Stephen Hawking? That's Stephen I mean, Hawking. That's not the only thing he's got in his pants. He, he goes with an entourage of nurses and assistants. <laughs> And uh, what's it called? Freedom Makers. Freedom Makers, and then basically like sits. They in an put area him somewhere, and, and then, then naked people rub them on. Grind on, on him. him. Oh, I am being shown a photograph right now. Man, that guy's <laughs> got a smile on his face. I understand. You know what? For the love of God, why the hell would you not? Right. If, right. if you're Stephen Hawkins, <laughs> first of all, you know it's all bullshit. The universe is going to explode soon. Yeah. Might as well have a laugh and a booby grab. I mean, he's got the Newton chair. Doesn't (laughs) make it Sir Isaac Newton's chair? Like, isn't he still? Yeah. I think it actually may be Newton's chair. Like, you get the, the, they make you the The head and they give you the chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be. Why not could get be a lap dance in that chair, Mr. Hawking? Uh, you know what? There's some shit that's happened in that chair. First of all, Newton. Horn dog. shit. (laughs) What that dude just was rolling on E constantly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's this uh, photo that accompanies the uh, story everywhere, which is just like him kicking back with two bikini gals around him. But everyone's happy in the picture. Yeah. That's, oh, it's man. a win-win. <laughs> it is a win-win. I mean, those girls, yes. I mean, they get to learn the secrets of the universe. Yeah. Firsthand. It's great. He doesn't put dollar bills in them. He just tells them. He puts thesis papers. He throws them in the air. You are very hot. I would really like to mark you. LOL. Grab my arms. Grab my arms. How do you feel? Oh, boy. So let's let's turn our attention to a a wonderful human being. Mm. Chris Brown uh, (laughs) is accused of stealing a fan's iPhone in Miami. He was it coming out of a club, like was getting into a car, and this girl's like, oh, it's Chris Brown, and took a picture with her iPhone, and he grabbed the iPhone from and her. And reportedly said, bitch, you ain't putting this up on a website, and took her phone and drove, drove away. away. So an arrest warrant has been issued for him. Okay. He- it's very shocking Don't- behavior from such a well, that's, man. I would think, here's what Chris needs. <laughs> Chris needs um, what uh, I, I hear these people called celebrities have these teams of, of public relations people, and people need to say, uh, "Mr. Brown, you you kind of have a bad rap right now. Not that you're not a bad rapper, I mean, you know, <laughs> but you have a bad rap. What with the whole biting and the Brianna and the assault, yeah, just let's lay low for a little while. Let's let's not be a monstrous douchebag in public." <laughs> If you could just do that for like six months, you can't but do it. But the worst thing is nobody cares. His fans don't care. 
It's just upsetting. I mean, he well, Rihanna doesn't care. No, that's the that's, worst. That's crazy. Just this yeah. week, they did covers. They re- both released yeah. a new song, and they mm-hmm. each did a cover to yeah. the other one's song. I was so upset. I know that she doesn't want to be a spokesgirl against domestic violence. She doesn't want that to be her career. But she's becoming the poster girl for people that are okay with getting beaten up. You know, this is where Dr. Drew needs to come in, and they need to sit on the couch, and he needs to make him know, cry. With his perfect. Salt and pepper hair, well, uh. salt hair and glasses, and surprisingly <laughs> developed uh, biceps. If you've ever seen yeah. Doctor Drew, that never makes sense to me. But you can go. I got to see that top off. Mm-hmm. But um, so what? What is this, Brianna? What? What? what what's? What's the core problem here? That's what needs to happen. Yeah. And then she'll cry, and hopefully move on to a better place. And Chris Brown's going to storm off the set. Oh. He'll throw a chair through a window like he did in that one interview. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. that. He's always had a great head of things to do with people. What a guy. What a guy. I mean, he's always been nice to me. Yeah, nothing but nice. And, I mean, when we've made love, it's been tender. There's never been Oh, so you know that? When he and I last made love, it did get a little Oh, it went there? But I was okay with it. Oh, okay. Well, I just, (laughs) I like to maintain eye contact and keep it teary the whole time. And then he never gets angry. (laughs) Every time I see Chris Brown, he beats me at racquetball. (laughs) <laughs> and, you know, I wish I was better at it, Rack but I'm not. Nemesis. I'm just not. Yeah, I know. It's not my sport. Well, I, I just think you need to uh, practice more. But phrase. Chris Brown made me so <laughs> afraid of the court. I understand. And Wait, that's what's the why phrase? you must go back. It's going to blow your mind. Okay. Practice, practice makes perfect. Oh, what? That's how you make perfect. Yeah, yeah. That's how you make perfect. Oh, we could do a good thanks. Harry Potter joke because they're prefix in the Harry Potter books. That's wow. All. That's Practice makes prefix. <laughs> Speaking of Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling Potter. Is, is, just announced that J.K. Rowling is going to be writing a novel for adults. Oh, thank God. Called <laughs> Mr. Potter's All Grown Up. <laughs> it's called Perry Hotter. <laughs> it's a romance novel. Hermione, please. Smite me. Smite me woefully, please. Hi. That was a good voice. Thank you. I'm, that's, I'm something to work Hey, on. do you know Alan Rickman? Oh, no. Personally? No, I... Don't, don't <gasps> know, Alan. Rickman. Uh, it was okay. That we was could, we, okay. Could do, <laughs> we could do dueling Rickman, but I can guarantee you I know who will win. Okay. Give us a sentence to say. Uh, all right. Ha, um, now I Hot have a machine, machine gun. gun. Ho, ho, ho. Which is a quote from Die Hard yes. that he says. One of my favorites. You go first. Yes, I don't want to embarrass yes. you. Are you yes. sure? Yeah, let's hear. Just putting your hood on. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. That is wicked good. Thanks. <laughs> All right. I, okay, yeah. He just getting embarrassing. I'm on this yeah. kind of... Um, you don't have a hood. No, I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. Boo. Boo. <laughs> You're not supposed to boo your guests. It's my only thing I'm good at. <laughs> wow. I, it was also, what's, what's great, it was like, it was Alan Rickman with a little bit of E.T. in there. <laughs> Just a little. A little. A little. A little. A I'll be right Sir Potter, Kelly, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a day. But yeah, the, the book that she's putting out, it's like they're taking it to a different publisher. Cause she's like, I've had a good home for the Harry Potter books over here, but I think it's time that we do this thing over here to, like, to fully separate. 
JK the whole thing. A big for her britches. But she did say in the same thing. She said that like, oh, I'm not. You know, I may bring back the Harry Potter series at some point. It's my it's my child, and I'll bring it. I'll play with it if I want to, or something similar to that. That's disgusting. Not <laughs> <laughs> that is not a good rule to bring it out by, to play. Just I think. <laughs> Uh, well, it's my child. I'll play with it. I want to. So, okay. my, I, I'm, I'm assuming that the book will just be kind of underwhelming because, like, let's be honest, her writing style isn't amazing. So, when it's not in the Harry Potter world, my I have, jaw dropped if the world couldn't hear it. I have a feeling that why? Well, okay, J.K. Rowling. I just read the first book and I was like, eh, all right. You just read the first book? Yeah, that's well. All guess right. what? That was her first freaking book. You all should right. read the next book. Cool. She gets better. But I have a feeling that the book itself probably will just be okay. It might not be yeah. that well received, and then. After that, should be like, all right, it's time to go Remember back to Harry Potter. Potter. I, I think they'll make a reality series called Keeping Up at the Weasleys. And that's what it'll <laughs> be. Red-headed family all, all of these, misfits. All these gingers around town. Oh. Now, I, I had a red-headed fellow tell me that that was a, an offensive term to him. Ginger? The other day. Is he American? Yes, he was. He did I, not care for it. Well, do, how did you say it? Did you throw something at him? Some fucking ginger. <laughs> yeah. that's my, that might have been it. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Point taken. Point taken. Touche. Mm-hmm. For that reason, they will not watch Gilligan's Island. Can't stand that character. Jesus. Is that where it comes from? Because this makes sense. Ginger is not red. But ginger is orange, and that's more the hair color. I've never seen an orange ginger in my life. Like if you're... Like if you slice a piece of ginger? No, no, no. Ginger the color. Ginger, which, which, the movie. Which should the be color. based on the root Ooh, vegetable. Did you guys see this Justin Bieber phone guard app thing? No. No, please tell me. All right, so this... Do you like the Biebs? I, I have a child who enjoys the Beeb. Okay, well, the Bieber. Okay, this thing is just an app for your phone called PhoneGuard, and what it does is it locks your phone from texting if you're above ten miles. If you're going more than ten miles per hour, so it's to stop you from texting while oh. you're driving. I should get that. I like that very much. It's a very good idea. Way to go, Justin Bieber. Uh, so there's a commercial online for it where, like, it shows these girls, like these four teenage girls in a car, like being crazy, and they're all texting and driving. And like, oh, we're texting. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, like, they stop on a dime, and Justin Bieber walks over. He's got an umbrella on, and he comes to the the window, and he's like, hey, ladies, uh, you need to get the phone guard app so you won't be texting while you're driving, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, like, halfway through what they're saying, he's saying, they just start screaming like a teenage girl would if they saw Justin Bieber. "Ah!" I think the commercial should run where they hit him. And and then see what they scream like. That's what I want to see. And then they had to go to something like having to bury Justin Bieber. Yes. What have we done? What have we done? Wish we had an app for this. Somebody saw them do it and then sends them threatening letters all summer one of them also has to go through the windshield oh yes because she also was not wearing her seatbelt. right and they need to get those airbag face burns like let's make this something to be scared of instead of like oh maybe bieber will come up and we'll be like back back in driver's ed you know when those films scared the shit out of you going five miles out yes and did you have those kids come to school like did everybody have those people that like would come to school that day and they would put their wrecked car out in front of the school and then the seminar absolutely that's horrible they did that with james dean's car by the way i don't know if you know that no someone bought james dean's mangled spider and took it on a tour as the as uh you know this is what speed does whoa wow or i just made that up i'm not sure did not know that either way i like it and i'm gonna keep telling it also if talking about mangled cars, the Bonnie and Clyde car, known as the death car, that was also bought and toured around. Really? That was not to teach a lesson other than uh, don't rob banks. Right? <laughs> <laughs> or the G-Men will get Wells Fargo around yes. America. Yes. Oh, my God. Well, what's funny about that commercial with the Bieber thing, too, is it's like they start screaming and freaking out. It's like, I don't think they understand. Like, I don't think they got a word of what you told them, Justin. 
<laughs> I don't think they're, too- they're just excited to see Justin Bieber. Yeah. They're just gonna, now they're all probably saying like, guys, now if we text, text and tweet, we've got to text this immediately. Yep. But we got to get first. We got to drive somewhere really fast. Right. Yeah. So let's do that. <laughs> let's drive to the record store. Pretending Blast they had records. record stores, yeah. right? And really fast, and we'll text about it, and then oh, stop no, off at the soda be, fountain. It could be like a multi-layered commercial where, like, it he does be. that, and then they don't listen to him, <gasps> and then they all die. Oh, that right? would be great. That actually would be great because you, then you see them sending the picture they just took on their phone, and then boom, boom, slammerooning. But then one of them has a premonition that that's going to happen, and then they don't Final do that. Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. <laughs> Is that what that movie Final is? Final Destination, oh. very different. <laughs> and then the role-playing What's series Final happens. Fantasy? Oh, that's what that Final Fantasy was, it started as a Nintendo game. It's a role-playing game. And then it branched out from there. And there's tons of them. It's I on. got to be in one with the princess. That was my computer game. Again, it was this game in your head? Probably. Okay. <laughs> but I have a good memory of it. <laughs> it was a happy time. <laughs> Let's talk about Psych. <laughs> Can you read body language? Did you learn from Psych how to do things? Did anyone learn? <laughs> no. Can you add more parts to this question? <laughs> wait. You know that show you're on? Wait, wait. Which, are you with all those other people? So, like, when you're doing that, what's that like? And who thinks it's what? What like did you most? eat today? I, that, it's the what's craft service like? Uh, do they have red vines? Uh, where are we? I get, Click. Bye. <laughs> wow, we just interviewed the guy from Psych. <laughs> I wouldn't really call it an interview. More of showered him with questions that never got asked. <laughs> so there's been, what, 88 episodes so far, I believe? Ish. Ish. Somewhere Ish. in that neighborhood. Yes. Going strong. God bless it. Hey, new episodes next week. I don't know, I don't know when this is going to air, whoa. but uh, February 20, 29th, leap year. Perfect. Whole, uh, you know, whole, whole, whole big uh, whoa. eight more. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 just, whoa, whoa. Just in case there's a little tie-in possibility there. Oh, there will be. Nice. We'll make that tie-in. Love it. It's a great show with a great cast, so many funny, amazing people, and great writers. I am pretty good. Well. Oh, you meant everybody else. Yeah, yes. I mostly meant other people. Yes. But, um. You really, but no. That's the great thing about having a great cast. It makes other people look better. Just it lifts does. everyone Thank up. God, as as a friend said, you know, the uh, a rising tide lifts all boats. Oh, so right. if if I Practice were a, perfect. which does not work if you were a submarine, apparently. <laughs> yeah. um, so good there. But uh, yeah, we're uh, we're a pretty goddamn lucky group yeah. of people. We've got uh, Mr. Shall I go through them? <laughs> sure. Yes. Uh, and tell us one to ten. As you say their name. Uh, we won't ask what you're rating him on. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, James Roday. He is a solid four. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> Dule Hill. Or Dule, as he likes to sometimes. Dule. Dule uh, Hill is a ten. Butts. You're rating him on butts. Hmm? No, they're, I mean, rating right, right, each a different thing oh, okay. in my head. Uh, Maggie Lawson is a, she's an eight. Uh, Kirsten Nelson, 10. Whoa. Uh, oh, Kirsten. Uh, Mr. Mr. Kurt, Kurt Fuller, one. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. What about you? Be objective. Be objective. I am a three. Oh. Yeah, what's Corbin Burnson, though? I just forgot about my good friend Corbin. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Corbin. Uh, Corbin is a eleven. Wow, you yeah. made up for lost time with yeah, that I one. Did. I did. Except that's a twelve point scale. He didn't say that. Oh shit! But uh, <laughs> now you mean yes, yes. It's a twelve point scale. Everybody is so awesome on that show, and and the writing is top notch. It's very. What I like about it is it's very like. 
there's a lot of homages. It's very referential and funny and goofy, and 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 the banter is really great. The the amazing thing about our television show is uh, every day, 17 times a day, people come up to me and they say, "Hey, it looks like you guys are having a whole lot of fun." To which oh. I say. It's a fucking death match of pain. <laughs> Sorry. That's just how good of actors we are. No. It's a uh, that is actually how much fun we were having. How much it looks like is how much fun because we're we're stuck in Vancouver, uh unless you're from Vancouver, in which case we get to be in Vancouver. Right. <laughs> uh and it's this little actor camp and um right from the get-go, it was sort of established that there's a no asshole policy on our set and uh and we get along really well because even though we can each be assholes, we uh, squelch it. We try and squelch the assholeness in our individual assholeness mm. uh, while working with other human beings. Um, so it's a it's a delightful place to be. Did you know anyone um, actor wise before you came? Oh, absolutely not. No, no, no. I knew nobody. Um, and I still don't know anyone. Yeah. We really don't try. I you try had to pull to that paper to out to say all those names. No, I know. <laughs> you know, I just look. I'm a professional. I come to work. I do my shit. I hit my marks. I say my words, and then I get the fuck out of there. Okay, right? you're not paying me to hang out <laughs> with your people. Um, and of course, the great irony is that there's quite a bit of socializing on our on our. Well, there set. must be. I mean, so you guys all film in Vancouver, but most of you are LA based. We right? are all LA based. I do believe. Um, yeah, we're so all. So, do LA your based. families come with you guys, or it uh, depends? I, uh, Corbin, and I are the only, uh, sorry, uh, only ones with kids. Kirsten Nelson, uh, I take it back. Corbin, Kirsten, and I have kids. Um, when the the show first started, uh, the kids were young us. We all came out. So yeah. my wife and my two girls came up, and we had our little Vancouver time, mm-hmm. which was nice. Six months out of the year. And then uh, they're girls, and you still have to educate them, apparently. So they started school, this thing called school, and uh, and now I commute. So I'm I'm a – in fact, there's a new term for it. I was just reading in the the paper, the newspaper, um, the super commuter, who are people who live out of town and take planes – on their commutes. Woof. So wow. I'm now a super commuter. How often do you super commute? I try not to be gone more than 10 days. Wow. Um, in three weeks and all life falls to shit yeah. for Beeps everyone. Is just the beginning. Kids too. <laughs> oh, God. Man. Uh, next time I'll be coming back and my eight-year-old have a tattoo. Oh, yeah. So, cool. Yes. No, that's cool. So, yeah. Uh, but uh, – Yes, everyone is up there quite a bit. And uh, the nice thing is we, we sort of have a reputation of being a very fun set because if you're going to guest star on our show, you will probably be there over a weekend and there will almost always be cocktails involved. That's awesome. Um, nice. Which you're not required to come to. but <laughs> It's not a hazing. It's, no, it's not. Although it is nice if you come. Even if you don't have to drink, you can have, some, you can have a soda water and a little lime. You don't, <laughs> so you don't have to get – you don't have to get so fucked up your – puking on the streets of Vancouver and starting a, a hockey riot. But uh, we like to socialize, and, and uh, I think we've got a little uh, – th- I think that word is out. That Do you have a favorite guest star moment from those? There, there you know what? Seats. There are so many fucking amazing guest stars, many of whom have guest star on your podcast. Yeah. You no, know, you guys um, – the show is so great for bringing on like, I, I great like to comics. think that, that your podcast is a feeder – like a feeder school for, <laughs> for psych guest stars. Um, yeah, the casting director just listens to the show yeah. and then just books uh, a strip from well, that. That's quite apparent. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I can't 
think of what they're just they're, every that was day. Just a crushing just, thing. You know, every every week someone comes new comes on. And I'm like, holy fuck, we got that guy. And the great uh, silliness is early on in the show we couldn't get anybody to come up. It was this little cable show on this network that not many people watched, and uh, it was in you know Canada. And they're like, who wouldn't want to go to Vancouver? Because like people one of the cities with in the world. families oh, and blah, people blah, blah. who don't want to travel. I just need to sit here and count my money, my <laughs> Prius. Um, <laughs> and then after about two seasons, we get a little culty. People start yep. watching, and suddenly, boom, we're the cool show to do. Super cool. It seems like you guys oh. have a lot of fun on there. Um, like just judging by the outtakes that are on the DVDs and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, there's most a... of which are me not being able to keep a straight face. I'm a horrible actor. <laughs> no, because you're surrounded by the best, funniest people ever. That is absolutely true. Yeah. So there's there's a running gag of three hole punch, right? Between yes. you guys. Mm. Yes, it's more between uh, James and Dulé. I, I don't think I've ever actually taken part in the three hole punch bit. Uh, I feel it's not my place. I was not there. <laughs> I was not there originally, and I don't want to sort of usurp somebody else's right. bit. Uh, but I guess the story behind that is uh, uh, Tim Meltrigger, one of our fine, fine writers, uh, got really – he became quite a stickler about, about a particular line. And the, it was uh, three – I believe he was written three-hole punch and the boys wanted to say three-hole puncher or vice versa. Yeah. And, and uh, Tim was you – know, as is his right, as the, as the writer, uh, said, no, it, it needs to be this. This is much funnier. And – the boys said, okay. And by the way, I call them boys, but they're in their 30s now. <laughs> they will forever be called the boys because um, I'm so much older than them. Uh, and the boys were like, no, this, this must be. Uh, or, or Tim said, it's got to be this. And they did it, and they never let him li- live it down. The fact that it was quite a meaningless. He just picked it to pick uh, on, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, just, yeah. I found out that James Rodé's last name was Rodriguez. Rodriguez is how he really likes it to be said. But how great is Rodé as a made-up name? I believe it is his middle name or his. Oh man, I was hoping he was just like I want to be Rodé. Name. I like that. You name. could be Vanessa, Vanessa Rodé. That kind of works. Vanessa Rodé. Vanessa Rodeo, and I can be. See, if I was him, I would have gone with James Hole Puncher. Oh, yeah. That would have been, been good. good. Which every really time you said your name, then people have to go. Oh, God. That's what they would have to do. So that could get That's weird. a really good impression of those people. Everyone. Thank you. Yeah. That's, that's my duet. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm going to get me some sleep. Oh, man. <laughs> you were also in another great show. I mean, okay, obviously... You know the psych is great, but I want to go on to just for a minute of Deadwood. Whoa! <sighs> what a fantastic show! One of my all-time favorites. What a favorites. freaking dream of a show to what be a on! Motherfucking cocksucking great goddamn motherfucking job that was. <laughs> you have to say quoted by yes. sums yeah. up the show. That was actually yeah. a quote from the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought I felt iambic pentameter. <laughs> you played Brom Garrett, um, the <laughs> poor dead Brom, doomed mm. Brom Garrett. Mm. Yes. Um, he got swindled. <laughs> she, she was referred to as the Widow Garrett for most of the series. Yes. But yes. not all of it. Not no. all of it. Because she hoarded up <laughs> with Ellsworth. Actually, she didn't hoard up with Ellsworth. You know, she hoarded up with Bullock. Yeah. But then Ellsworth came in, too. Oh, 
Yeah, that was a good goddamn show. Where was that filmed? I don't know. That was in Santa Clarita. Oh. Uh, at Gene Autry's old ranch. <gasps> really? Called Melody Ranch. Whoa. You see, he was a singing cowboy. Oh, I understand. Not so much the gun shooting, lynching, killing, drunken cowboy, or but the, the rhinestone cowboy. That's the best no, way to win in, although, a, in a gunfight, though. Is singing? Is singing, yeah. Yes. It just takes them off there. Like, and preferably if you can do a soft, gentle ballad, and then the other person has the tears in his eyes. Oh, yeah. And then, you know. Boom. Oh, give me a honk. <laughs> Bang! Got you dead, bitch. You got me a dead. You sing, cowboy. <laughs> there ain't room for two singing cowboys in this here town. Yes, you want get cookie? Okay, you get me up a mess of videos. I'm going to... And make a box because your sucker's dead. Ooh. <laughs> you worked on a cowboy show. You know how they talk. I, did, I, didn't, I didn't talk like that, though. I wish I could talk like that. No. Like, no, no he's You're a, a carpetbagger. I, he's a carpet. I was a little more of a dilettante. Right. Not a debutante, but a dilettante. I had to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> so that would make, just to work, I, I love Westerns. I always have. To work on a Western, I think, would just make me giddy. Just the, the whole idea of just getting in the outfits and just being <sighs> in that kind of thing, that world. There was a constant uh, suppression of giggle in every moment I was on that set. Oh, man. Because you just, it's just, it's fucking playing cowboy with just, un- now talk about a set. That's right. a set where every day I'd look around and see another actor and go, holy fuck, they got him? Yeah. I get to be, not in, in the scene, but like, I get to be at the craft service table next to him. That was... Everybody on that show is fantastic now, and, and almost everybody has gone on to higher profile stuff since then. Yeah. So, like, if you look, if you watch it now, if I like, haven't watched it, you'll be like, "Oh my god, they're in this, and they're in this, yeah. and they're in this." In fact, that Garrett Dillahunt plays two parts. Oh <laughs> god, I hate Garrett Dillahunt so much. <laughs> fucking talented, handsome bastard, <laughs> Garrett. I, I do enjoy Garrett's work very much. He's I great. Think, I think his show, his current television program, is. Incredibly, he's so goddamn good. Because you look at him on on Raising Hope, and then you go back mm-hmm. and you look at him as as the dandy murdering killer on Deadwood, and then you go back half a season before that as as Jack, who you know, with his droopy eye, who kills Wild Bill. He's he's good. he's great. Yeah, and like it's weird for me to watch him on Raising Hope because like I'm so I've been a big fan of him forever. Just he always plays as like really. Gary, weird characters in all these indie films and TV shows. Like I didn't realize it was him yeah. until Cole pointed out. Like I, I have separated his character work from that character. He's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. and he's, he's handsome. Fantastic. He's good. I, th- that cast is like ridiculous. And there's people that are like Titus Welliver, uh, W. Or Brown, Dayton Colley, Robin Wiegert, Brad Dorif, William Sanderson, um, John Hawks, of course, Molly Parker, Ian McShane, and Tim Jellyfont, Jim Beaver. Yeah, yeah. love Jim Beaver. Ellsworth, fantastic. Just what? so Paul Malcolmson, who played Trixie, he yep. just goes on and on. And that's actually a show that, uh, even though I was on season one, which normally would make me think season one was the best season, <laughs> that's a show that I actually would buy the seasons because they, like, come on, HBO, throw me some sugar and give me the damn seasons. Right? But no, I bought them <laughs> and I would watch them in Vancouver and, uh, I thought the second season was better than the first, and the third was better than the second. It just kept building, even though I wasn't in it anymore. What? That's what and it was blew still my... compelling. It was <laughs> amazing, and when that show ended, I felt really sad. What was the, the yeah, script just... process like? Because I mean, I know it was painstakingly written, so I don't know if it was run. 
Like because it has that feeling of the sloppy wildness, but I know that it was super carefully crafted. It's well, like iambic. Yeah. I think. First of all, I think that Mr. Milch is a fucking mad genius. Yeah. And all he does have a bit of a reputation of um writing on the fly, writing sort of the spur of the moment. Uh uh if you know anything about NYPD Blue, it, it got a little difficult mm-hmm. uh, from certain some actors. Yeah. Um, and so was, I, because I was in at the beginning of season one, we had all the scripts. But right about season five, the scripts started taking a little longer to come oh, in. Man. And and uh, it was not uncommon to get a call as an actor and say, hey, you've got a five-page monologue tomorrow and we're going <gasps> to fax it to you. Also not uncommon to show up to set and say, hey, here's this monologue. Um, I uh, I spoke to Brad Dorf, another uh, Psych alumni. I think we've, by the way, we've had I think six Deadwood alumni on Psych. Whoa! Which is you wouldn't think Are those were shows those would crossover. Pardon me. Are you pulling those strings? No, I have absolutely no power whatsoever <laughs> on, on this show to to bring in people. But uh, I think they're smart enough to know that these yeah. are some amazing actors and actresses, and bring them over. But uh, I think it was Brad Dorf who was saying he had this. Amazing speech given to him, and they're like, "Well, like, you show up to set. Here's your speech." And uh, they said, "Well, you could do it now, like right now, or you could do it this afternoon." He's like, "Um, I, I, I'd like to do it this afternoon, <laughs> please, <laughs> sir." And so they give the jump. Yeah, it was. Oh my god! But you know what? That's what keeps it exciting. See yeah. your pants, man. Making it all real. None of it feels stale. That's Boom, for sure. Because you're just trying to figure out what the yeah. fuck is my, yeah. my what? <laughs> and that's that's crazy to me. Like. I'm pretty good at picking up lines and stuff like that, but like a monologue in that time, I was like, I don't know if I could ever. Pull With, that and off. The, the the level of performance on that show, that's crazy to think about. You know how quickly people are pulling that together. You look at William Sanderson, the the Farnham, Farnham, and and the the, the bloodstain scene where he has this soliloquy while cleaning a bloodstain, and I saw that. I'm like, this is unlike anything I've ever seen on television before. Mm. This is working on such a different level. Uh, and he just delivered the shit out of that speech. It was Shakespeare. It was yeah. Shakespeare with guns and fucks. Yeah, it's it's amazing to me that show, and, and, it, and I'm sad at how it just kind of ended. Like it, uh, like yeah. they, they were talking about doing a movie at least, like after the fact for HBO that would just kind of wrap some yeah. things up that didn't get wrapped up, and that never happened. And everybody from that cast has moved on to do other things. So it's like even if in the future they wanted to do it again. I oh, and it, like you mean as soon as soon as they let everybody out of contract, they you knew that was, was never like, going to happen. Yeah. I was like, bye-bye. So they're like, I'm sorry. I'm on my way to be a star. Right? <laughs> Got to go. <laughs> Thanks. It's Prius. been fun. That's such a good show, though. So listeners, watch it if you haven't. Watch yeah, the Deadwood. But not it's, if you have little ones running around because the language. It gets a little blue. It's a little blue. blue. It show do. Yeah, it's a little violent. It's I had blue. Teamsters walking up to me going, I saw your show, but holy fuck, that language, I couldn't take it. <laughs> <laughs> Back off, brother. That's Te- right. Teamsters can be a little. Teamsters. Blue as well. In this you. day and age. Yes. <laughs> to shock a Teamsters and a quite I, a few I, I feel like it's gotten better. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's getting better, yeah, right? I think it okay. did get better. We can cut the top half off. Yeah. Can we just wow. do that? The entire top half. Yeah. Just the shortest okay. episode ever. Um, <laughs> well, let's let's drag it down with a quick talk about Xeno Warrior Princess. Let's, drag let's it bring down. it down now. That's right. Let's make it intimate. I'm going to bring it down now a little bit for all the Xeno Warrior Princess ladies out there. That's right. Yeah. Uh, do you have a big Xena 
like following people? I uh, I do have some senior people out there who enjoy my work as uh, yeah. Eli, the oh, yeah. uh, the supposed son of God. Um, no big deal. No big deal. No ladies. big deal. He was just uh, you know son of God, John the Baptist, if you will. Uh, whatever's not going to piss you off and get me killed. Um, <laughs> Yeah, they, uh, I do. I, there are there's quite a few of uh, of the Xena fans still out there. Yeah, I know that it has like a thriving online community. So I just learned about you guys probably know. I read it in Entertainment Weekly, so I'm not on the front edge. Shippers, do you know this term? No. Oh yes. Shippers. Yeah, it's people that write fan fiction, but they're based on relationships, and it's like taking relationships from different shows. Like one of the biggest ones, I guess, is Bones. People write about. Like that relationship between those characters, but Xena is one of the most popular characters to put in other fictional relationships. Like, let's ship her. Like you, you oh, like let's ship Xena and Gabrielle yeah. off to Deadwood and put them in a relationship. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yes, there. Xena is a show that is very, very uh, big with the fan fiction writers. Yeah. Um. I bet you got a lot of pictures drawn of you. I do have a few. Oh, uh, yeah. Some of them are, are drawn in blood, which was. <laughs> uh, I got to tell you, when you're sitting at a, uh, a folding table uh, for 17 hours signing uh, autographs and headshots, and some six foot three uh, woman uh, comes up to you in a uh, codpiece and um, applets and a leather Is this bra, true right now? and hand you a picture of yourself in character, drawn in what appears to be blood. Oh. It's uh, it's humbling. It's it's humbling, and and I said thank you, and we kissed for a while, and it was really special. Oh and my then, goodness! I really enjoy your work. I really like you, Zena. Your uh, your Eli was really good, and can I have a kiss? And that's when I reach under my uh, folding table and pull out uh, my bourbon and coke and do a big swig back. And then I make out for a while. (laughs) I thought you were going to say like your shotgun, like you're a bartender in the wild. Oh, God, no. I need every fan I can get. And you do have stuff with loyal fan bases. I mean, between I think between Psych and Xena in general, like those are people. Anyone that you meet that like or that watches Psych is a huge fan. Like I don't know. Psych any. is one of those shows where you've either never heard of it, yeah, or if you've heard of it, uh, or, or you've heard of it, you've never seen it, or you've seen it and you love it. Yeah. There's sort of no, oh yeah, that show's okay. It's like you, you either watch it and you totally dig it, right? Or if you're like anyone in this industry here, you go, oh yeah, I heard of that show. Yeah, never seen it. Heard of that. Check it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. That that Aren't only helps me. The fans called psychos. Like they are called they call psychos. They're they call themselves psychos. Right. So it's not like we were uh, shitting on the fans at all because we are a, a show that is literally um, it's because of those crazy psychos that yeah. we are on the air. They uh, they are a very loyal vocal fan base, and they are why we are going into season seven. Yeah, yeah. that's so awesome. Plus, you know, it's on USA, and characters welcome, right? They We're are so welcome. <laughs> they are so bring it on, welcome. Characters. You kooky, bring your <laughs> kooky weirdo. Hey, is that a monkey on your shoulder? <laughs> bring you should it. Come over here. <laughs> Does he talk? Even better. Love him. I love the fact though that USA has a lot of great shows, and you know, AMC and FX, and like all these cable networks have like legitimately amazing programming on them now pbs is the place you want to be yep not necessarily for getting you know residuals because that's a whole nother question my union needs to (laughs) 
deal with. It's yeah. But uh, but cable is uh, cable's where it's at, man. That's where all the cool kids Great are. Great stuff is happening. I remember like the first show I really got into on USA, other than USA Up All Night, of course, um, was uh, the Forty Four Hundred. Was like one of the first like big. Oh right, shows yes, that was shooting. That uh, we shared um, a lot with with those kids. That, that was that in one? the I don't infancy. Know Yep. Of, of USA. That was was it even sci-fi at the time? And then it went over to USA? I might have done that, yeah. Was Wings a USA show? No, they just re-aired the Oh, episodes. that's when I used to watch it. Yeah. USA, like, pretty much, they had, like, their little up-all-night thing where they would show, like, some, like, 80s kind of skin flick edited for television. Mm. And then they would... Sounds um, like adolescence. Mm-hmm. And then they also had, like, a dance party show thing. And then they Fuck would just... Fuck yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> then they would just show reruns of, like, Wings and other sitcoms mm. and stuff like that. And then they just started to kind of get into the whole original programming thing, you know? I don't know. 10, 10 or so years ago at the most. And, and then boom. Boom. Psych. Ba-bam, bam. There you go. Got Although we've been on the, sh- on the air for six years now. So that was, that makes sense. They just they, needed a little time to get ready they did. They to make a baby. Beautiful baby. That's right. Beautiful baby that is psych. Yeah, yeah. Well, now let's do first, first, shall we? Mm-hmm. We're already there. We're at first. It, 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 really? Okay. Yeah, it flies by. Flies by. Really Maybe not for our listeners. You've been really oh, doubting been yourself. Uh, Three hours. They've uh-huh. turned it about 45, well, 50-ish minutes. Um, we'll all right. So for this we'll first question, <laughs> since uh, we you know, kind of tied it into psych in a sense, since it's kind of based on a lie in a sense, mm-hmm. uh, what was the first big lie you can remember telling like when you were a kid or, or later, if you don't recall that? Oh, the first big lie. The first big lie. That you can remember. There or probably just were that other first ones. time you had the thought of like, I'm going to lie. I'll tell you what it was. I God, this was this was this is when I knew <laughs> I needed to become an actor. And I pulled this fucker off. Uh, I was probably I must have been I don't know ten. I was old enough that my parents left me alone. Like you know, went down to pick up my sister at school or something. Mm-hmm. Like you're mildly responsible. You're not going to set the house on fire, but you can't be really left alone after dark. Right. And uh, I had a BB gun. Oh no! I was going to shoot my eye out. And uh, for I was I don't know what I was cleaning the BB gun. It's something was going on with the BB gun. I, I was wiping oil off it or something, and uh, and it went off like <gasps> guns do when you're cleaning it. And it uh, it put a hole through our uh, sliding glass door to the backyard, and it immediately sp- splattered. Uh, it <gasps> spidered. It spidered oh, up yeah, the thing. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is bad. Just <laughs> I've just shot out, not a window, a whole sliding glass oh, door. Oh no! And I was like, okay, well, think, I, think. what am I going to do? So I and it spidered, and you could tell like there was an impact point. So yeah, I, I think I like knocked the glass out, or I took the glass, I took the whole door, and I like lifted it off the track, and I sort of let it fall onto the patio, so it shattered, and. uh so there was no evidence of, of impact, and uh, folks came home and they're like, "What the hell?" And I said, oh, "I was I was opening the sliding glass door and it, it fell off the track, or I fell into I, something that involved it coming off its track and crashing onto the patio." So they ended up being more worried about you than and about they me. bought that shit hook oh line and sinker. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! I was so idiots. good. I was. It was good. <gasps> oh man! I think I told my dad a few years ago. That's a sneaky one. Yeah. Well, your dad is a listener of our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. So you're about to get an email. Uh-oh. I know. He's emailed lately, right? Yeah. I know he follows you on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. No, we yeah. go back and forth. Yeah. He's a cut up. 
Batman is a cutter. You know, it's, apple it's, falling far from the tree. You know what I'm saying? It's mostly just at Vanessa Raglan. When is my son coming on your show? <laughs> yes. well, you should have my son on your show. Yeah. Oh, for months and months and uh, months. And there was a Berenstein Bears book very similar to what happened to you. I probably the read it. The Berenstein Bears and the Sliding Glass Door the Day. Case of and the, the BB mysterious gun. BB gun. <laughs> <laughs> no, they broke a lamp and they told a lie. Mm, but you, you know, know what? what? They learned a lesson at the end because well, they weren't as slick. You know as you. what? Look, they're bears and they can talk and wear clothes. Like we can't ask too much of them. They're <gasps> bears, right. but they, I think they're. But they they call each other Paul and Maul. Yeah, they're like backwoods. Sister, they're backwoods. sister bear, brother bear. Yeah. Like Paul, I done. I sorry, I broke your '64 Chevy because I was going to get some hookers. <laughs> and well, well, boy, no, what is that? Well, son, what did you learn today? So well, I learned Aww. how to. <laughs> Uh, not to, I learned if I'm going to steal your car, I got to I got to take the keys and not just shove a screwdriver in that ignition. <laughs> and then I'm going to learn me next time. <laughs> yeah, oh, boy. come here, scamp! Let's eat some honey. Yeah. There's barren stains all over the bed. There's what happened here. <laughs> <laughs> that was Is that a condom on a red carpet? <laughs> Zach, what the hell did you? Zach Bernstein dropped Zach that. Bernstein what a head of hair that bear! Sing us a song, Zach. And that, if that was the seventies variety show, yep. they would have Zach come on as the bear, and then eventually he would pull out his guitar and sing. We can't be we can't so be wacky. too far away from a Bernstein Bears movie, can oh, we? It's coming. I mean, if we just did it's Smurfs, cooking. it's got to happen, right? Oh, Smurfs. Oh, Smurfs. Fuck Let's you. not talk about Smurfs. Let's <laughs> really not talk about. I'm sorry. I'll talk about my lie. Right. What was your What was your big lie? I don't have a really good one. I um, that was a really good one. Thanks. And you thought of it quickly. I remember the first time, like I was just scared of lying because I got caught and everything. Because I guess I was really transparent. So I think I basically gave up at home. Like I would do bad things and get caught immediately. But in first grade, my best friend and I were passing notes in class, <laughs> and I was not slick at all. I know it's hard to imagine me at a stage where I wasn't smooth, but um. It happened. and The hell you say. I'm uh, sorry. I know. It's true, though. <laughs> the note I passed said something like, if you think Mrs. Gifford, who is the teacher, is stupid, like, put your eraser in your mouth. Like, we were, like, daring each other to do stuff that was just, like, between us. Wow. And Miss Gifford found the note that I threw and picked it up and stopped class. And she's like, who did this? It was Everyone knew it was me. And I didn't raise my hand, and I didn't raise my hand. And then she looked at me, and I was like, oh, that fell out of my book. It didn't. Oh, no. It didn't. And First then she all, opened it and she read it to the class. Oh. But I before, guess, uh, if you think Mrs. Gifford, that was who is the teacher, I, you didn't need to put that in oh. there. That was, they knew. They all knew. <laughs> well, she, she wanted to be sure she was clear to right. her audience. <laughs> but then to give her stand up and say, I'm going to start caning you one <laughs> at a time until the guilty party stands up and gets that group uh, Lord of the Flies mentality. Oh, so yeah. They all piggy. I was piggy. But I. I just got caught, and I turned really bright red, and then I had to go stand out in the hall. Mm. That was my second grade Miss Gifford, not my first grade Miss Gifford. I had two Miss Giffords in a row. That's fucked Two up different right Miss Giffords? Yeah. How can you do that to a child? You're just going to confuse the hell. Like, yeah. He's going to yeah. walk in the first day of second grade and go, wait a second. You're, You're not, not Miss Gifford. Ah! Yeah. Yeah, at least one or two kids probably had a scanner's head explosion. Right? <laughs> ah! That probably happened. Uh, what was your like, <laughs> I can't really remember what the first one was, but one that I so that really I, I didn't lie that often. Like yeah. I was one of those kids that was like, getting in trouble is a lot of work. Like I just 
eh, you know, I was like that 40-year-old, 10-year-old. I was like, yeah, I can't be bothered. I, I, just, I was always sort of just under the radar. I had older siblings. And I was like, well, th- I saw sort of how they just stirred up the shitstorm constantly. I'm like, if I just fucking pretend to be a good kid, I can do whatever the fuck I want. By the way, if my children are listening, don't ever do that. Right. No, they won't. They won't. The one, the one that I can think of is, uh, and I don't even know what I was trying to accomplish with this, but uh, I did a lot of like theater, musical theater, growing up. And then uh, Les Mis was in San Francisco at that time. I was probably like ten or eleven or something like that. And like they were about to have auditions for like the touring company or whatever. So like I told She's some kids in my choir class that like, oh yeah, I totally auditioned for the touring company. I got called back. Uh, you know, for the part of Gavroche, would, <laughs> I don't know why I cared. Like, why it would be that impressive to my classmates? Jean Valjean. I don't know why I thought, like, for some reason, it would be like that impressive to my classmates. Oh, that's the, that kid's going out for Gavroche. That would have given me. I would have been impressed. Yeah, I would have. What, what was what was your your best like musical theater role? Uh, well, I played you know Winthrop when I was a kid. Um, I did I did a lot of like. Uh, kid and adult production stuff so like i was like you know one of the kids inside of music it was kurt or that kind of stuff too um that's the very first job i didn't get oh no, really, really? Music. Yep. you've done a lot of theater lots of shakespeare um, i use this voice right here yes i was theatrically trained and you got thing. this collar just rose out of your shirt it didn't <laughs> and it just went right up my nose uh-huh. i'm sorry i speak like alan Rickman, <laughs> hello. <laughs> Thou speaketh kindly. Sorry, I, t- I just took your, your story and didn't know, went off on a tangent. No, that's no, what's that's, supposed to happen. But I generally want to know what it is. Well, what's know. your favorite musical theater role? Uh, that would be Sky Masterson, Guys and Dolls. Guys Whoa, and dolls. that's nice. great. I can see that real easy. That's pretty good. There was a show I did that uh, it was for, for like, mu- like at Davis Musical Theater Company for kids. Um, they had like a kids program. And uh, <laughs> it was a show called Dorothy Meets Alice, which basically took the I world they're of, shippers. of Alice in Wonderland. Fan. And they yeah. love us. It took Alice in Wonderland. But it was San Francisco, so it was a, it was a more progressive time. That's right. <laughs> it took Alice in Wonderland <laughs> and uh, Wizard of Oz and kind of combined the worlds. And like this one kid who's doing a book report on them and he falls asleep. And then he ends up in the world of these things kind of <gasps> in between. Much them. like the way the girl entered the world of Alice. But what was fun about that was is like I played that kid that fell asleep. Um, who was from Weehawk in New Jersey. And I basically wore like a Mets cap and a Mets t-shirt and jeans. Everybody else had to be decked out in these elaborate, annoying costumes. Like I'm, you know, the caterpillar from Alice in Wonderland, like all the, you know, the Tin Man, like that kind of stuff. And I'm just like wearing jeans and a t-shirt in 105 degree weather in the summer of the Cedar oh. thing. And like, I really lucked out. I'm the lead and I'm just basically wearing my street clothes. Oh, this man. rules. And did all the kids hate you? They did. Because you were so good. That's right. Obviously. Just like his way, life that, today. That exactly. Yeah. I, I don't even know why I'm here. Right. I hate him so fucking much. Um the reason that play came about is because some teacher was like, I've got all these damn kids that I've <laughs> yep. got to cast. Yep. What and there's no I know. Let, fuck it. Let's just take Wizard of Oz and and the other thing and we'll Smush just him. just Put him in a room and let's let the characters play and we'll get our 50 bucks ahead from the kids. And, and anyone that that's, doesn't have a part, make them a flower. Yeah. That's why you should do, you know, Oliver loves Annie or oh. something. Oh. Put those two together, right? It's genius. It's the Joni loves Chachi of musicals. Because that's the problem with those musicals. It's like either like you do Oliver, you need a ton of little boys. If you do Annie, you need a ton of little girls. We but if you co-ed. combine the two. You need a co-ed. There you go. Dude. It could be, it's a hard enough, like, it, it, oh, it's a hard yeah. So it would be like Cockney. But with the, that, and how cute is that? Right, oh, on. I oh, love Gavre, it. 
Say, Governor, please, or just like a parent, please. Damn dog, why is he following me? Oh, I'm going to kick him in the head. I am. (laughs) Sorry. I'd watch it. Somebody get on that. I would buy tickets to that. (laughs) All right, let's do my questions. Ugh. Uh, this is, oh, wow. You sound like our listeners. You know what? I love how supportive it is here. It's just like our, our, our set on site. Isn't it nice? Isn't it nice? Uh, there are cocktails involved as well here. Uh, all right. These are five questions about some of the parts you've done. A little trivia. Jeez. Number one, uh, you played the evil Seamus McTiernan in the Disney Channel original movie, Lucky <laughs> the Irish. me lucky kind. <laughs> you know go. how to do it. You still got it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you are eventually defeated by the hero half-leprechaun Kyle, played mm. by Ryan Merriman, and are banished to live forever where? The shores of Lake Erie. That's oh. right. You Which, of course, the conundrum is, I think it's era. Oh, yeah. That it's there's, there's a lot of luck of the Irish still in my house. Yeah. yeah, I fucking rule that elementary school because <laughs> it plays every time. Well, there's there's a, a friend of mine that I, I do improv with sometimes who's like, I think he's like eight, 17, 18, and then you hear you're coming out, he's like, oh, look at the Irish. Like, that's what he referenced. And I was like, the, yeah. Which, the crazy thing, God bless these psychos because most of them were luck of the Irish fans. It's really? Like, there's this fan base that, because that was 12-ish years ago, and so they were 12 and then let's see, 13, 14, yeah. 15, 16, 17, you know, 18. Uh, on to, you know, if they were 15, they're now, you do that math. And it's like they, that the audience has age. sort of grown up with me. Oh. And it blows their head a, l- a little bit. Do their minds just explode every time they see me? A little bit every day. Lasseter. Mm. Well, good I job. I love that. Thanks very much. Question two. Yes. You played Agent Thomas in the Hugh Jackman, Don Cheadle, Halle Berry's breasts film, Swordfish. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> the film also featured what USA Network regular as an agent? Tim Decay. There you Boom. go. Boom. I love White Collar, by the way. It's, that show's great. Easy. So this is my impression of that entire show. Damn it, Neil. Thank you. That's, <laughs> That's good. But then you, what you can't see, uh, listeners, is him being incredibly handsome as Matt. Oh, yeah. Yes. Why'd you turn it off? Do that again, Cole. Just uh, <laughs> oh, there it was. Thanks. Uh, question three. You played the healing mystic Eli on Xena Warrior yes, Princess. I did. Hi, ladies. Lucy I Lawless did. wasn't the original place choice to play Xena. No, Who she was? was not. I cannot. I believe her name was. Uh, I'm going to go with Vanessa. Uh-huh. And then, her name was Vanessa. I, uh, Vanessa Halo. I can't. Well, uh, Vanessa one? Wig. Uh, Vanessa Angel. Vanessa Angel, is there any? Vanessa Angel. Who, uh, I believe the audience may know from uh, the hot chick from... Uh, Kingpin. Uh, there was Kingpin, but before that, there was... It's just gone out of my head. Never mind. Jack oh, uh, no. Um, Weird Science. Yes, oh. yes. That smoking wow. hot... Uh, she's not really an android. She, whatever she was, she was made. Imagination come to life. Yes. When was the last time you saw Weird Science, by the way? Last year for me, I Come think on. it was on TV late at yeah. night. It Just always is on TV. Goddamn night. good lines in that movie. Give me the key, Eli. He can, he ain't even got a license yet, Lisa. <laughs> Bill Paxton, man, and, and another USA guy. Yeah, yeah. All right, question four. Lucy Lawless is beautiful. Just had to get that out. She's there. delightful. She's fabulous. I've only ever heard the nicest things. She about that woman. is one of the nicest women you would ever hope to meet. Oh, and well, you know what? She was really great hosting Saturday Night Live. I don't She's, know. If you saw that she episode, but is really a funny. wicked, wicked funny chick. She really is. She, and here's a little, a little Lucy Lawless trivia. Uh, she used to be like a stunt woman. Like she, no. well, she's from New Zealand. They're all fucking badass, crazy chicks down there. <laughs> yeah, and she was like with this touring stunt company used to hang from helicopters and stuff. Oh and, my god! Yeah, she's badass and beautiful and yeah. super kind. What a combo! 
You win in the life lottery. Look and Lawless is her real fucking name. There How you go. bad is that? Oh, yeah. good. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of Lawless, you played <sighs> Rom Garrett in the HBO Western drama that was Dead. Awesome! Oh my god! <laughs> Not bad, right? <laughs> What word and its derivatives is used 2,980 times in the series? Well, it could be cunt, but I think that doesn't get said as often. It's got to be cock. Cocksucker. It's actually not. That's what my thought would have been, too. Just fuck. Really? Yeah. The cocksucker's got to be in there a lot. There should be, like, a a tally online somewhere for the rest of that stuff. Uh, Yes. Like I said. It gets a little blue. <laughs> but so eloquently blue. Oh, my God. You've never heard the word cocksucker said with just diction. Drippingly and off the tongue. Drippingly off the tongue. Mm. Cocksucker, cocksucker, cocksucker. <laughs> Though it's, it's not nearly as fun when the Berenstein Bears say it. No. Cocksucker. Paul, you're a little cocksucker. Paul. <laughs> Paul, what do I got to do the cocksucking laundry again? That's bitch's work. <laughs> Bears saying bears and fuck it all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> question five. You play head detective Carlton Lasseter on USA Psych. Lovingly you appeared in all the episodes, but what fruit has appeared in nearly every episode as well? Uh, that'd be a pineapple bomb. Indeed. Why that is? Why that is? <laughs> Let me tell you about question. the pineapple. Here's what to do with the pineapple is. Yeah, why that is? Okay, now, now I'm going to tell you the story right now. And it's going okay. to be a deal to the truth about the pineapple. Yeah, I want a pineapple. pineapple. <laughs> uh, that, 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 that. By the way, you ever getting hit with a pineapple? It's pointy. It's pointy. It'll put your eye out. It'll be painful. Um, that is all due to the genius that is Yams Rodriguez Rodé. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was in the pilot. We were, they were shooting a scene where... Um, uh, he's trying to get Gus to come do something kooky. Yep. And Gus goes, okay, I'll do it. And uh, so Gus walks away, and there's a shot of James in the kitchen, and he looks off camera and comes back with a pineapple, reaches up, comes up with the pineapple, and simply says, hey, should I slice this up for the road? That was it. That was just uh, the set designers put a pineapple there. Set deck put a pineapple there, and James said, I'm going to use this shit. And boom, an icon was born. That is so awesome. And it's also the international welcome fruit. Right. Yeah. My mom has them all over her house. And uh, like cross stitched and stuff. Because they are they are welcoming. Yeah. You say like mm, look part. at that pointy fucking horrible looking plant. It must be delicious. And I'd sweet. like to you come know what in. Else they welcome <laughs> is flies. If you yes. cut open oh, a pineapple, yeah. like two minutes later there are freaking flies everywhere. Oh, it's 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 so sweet. Much, it's hundred and three percent sugar. Yeah. Mm. Delish. My questions. Have all you right, met does this involve this, this wait, does this involve the secret? Uh, you'll see. Okay. Um, it's all been planned out for you. Have I ever met an old son twin? This is going to disappoint you mm. incredibly. No. Oh, great. No. Well, I'm let's sorry. Let's call it off. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's call just it off. Just erase his whole Delete the file. Thing. Delete the file. Delete. Abort. Abort. Sorry. Okay. I could, I could make up a story. No, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> it will just hurt even more because okay. I know it's Because you know I'm a liar. Yeah. And I know what you're capable of. The BB yes. gun? Yeah, come on. <laughs> I saw I've, a window in your soul and it's a dark place. I found my calling. <laughs> I'm a professional liar. Okay, here's a question. Yes. Death match between Kenny Powers and Lucy Lawless. Who wins? Fuck, that's a good one. Thank you. Kenny uh, Powers between Lucy Lawless or Xena? Um, you can pick. Well, if it were 
Xena, she the, uh, the, the warrior princess, she would win. If it were Lucy, it'd be fucking Kenny Powers because he fights dirty. Yeah, he do. He yeah. would. He would, do, he, would, he would punch in the boobs. He would su- for, no, he'd start with the ovaries. He oh. would sucker punch <laughs> to the ovaries, then go up to the boobs, then uppercut the chin. And, oh. and if you were to say, but wait, that's a woman, he'd go, fuck that shit. Bitch came after me. That's true. Oh, I'm a big fan. God. That's another goddamn good show. Right? That's so good. Fucking Kenny Powers with John Hawks, who was on Deadwood and Psych and yep. has a fucking Academy Award. God bless you, John. Way to go, buddy. Way to go. Nice. He's amazing. Just a shout out. Julius. If you're listening, John. We are big fan, John. Big fan. Uh, okay. Here's a question. Yep. You pissed off a wizard because you were a liar. And guess what? You might get your lies past your mom and dad, but you're not going to get them past the people that are familiar with the dark arts. Yes. So you are doomed to life in either very baggy skin that you have to tuck in from the neck down, like your skin's so baggy you have to just tuck it in your pants I and wear. I tuck your skin in because it's all so baggy. Or you or, have your top teeth um, are two inch long, all of them, and you have a dramatic overbite. Would they be fangs? Because fangs are super fucking in right. They're no, in, they would really be do- they would be your teeth just two inches long. Just just two inches long. And just- that you th- might not think that's big, but if you hold up a ruler to your mouth, as I did last night when I was deciding <laughs> on the length, I was like, that's long enough to be real weird. Um, <laughs> pretty long. <laughs> uh, well, either way, I'm going to sound weird. But the skin is <laughs> neck down, so your face is okay. Uh, you just have skin wings that you have to tuck into wings. sweatpants. Like, like, is it like I would need to? There's so much skin, I would have to roll it around my arm. I would say you could roll it around a time and a half. A time and a half. Okay, it's sort of like a entire body, a flying squirrel. If you open your arms, but your whole body is like a baggy sweatsuit. You could just walk around going, "I lost a lot of weight. I was 800 pounds. (laughs) You should have seen me before. You should be fucking bowing down to this shit." Um, I would go with the teeth, Mm -hmm. and I would get a job. Uh, As a bunny, <laughs> turning uh, cor- cobs of corn into niblets. <laughs> it would not be a sanitary job. Somebody's got to do it. There's work. Yeah. There's work out yeah. there for everyone. Right. And I have a friend who's a dentist, so I just no. Oh, I can't do that. No, you knew I'm better. You knew teeth. better. <laughs> Sorry, wizard. Okay, here's another question. Yes. If you could replace one role. Like, it, you take it from the actor that really portrayed it, and you get to do it. And either Blazing Saddles or Young Frankenstein, who do you give the boot, and what do you do? Oh, God, no, this, this is implying uh, hubris that I could do it better. But I'm not saying that. No. I, oh, God, that's so good. And um, I can see you doing several, so I thought this could be. I would have to say uh, Gene Wilder as Frankenstein. Oh. Would be great because that is just. I think you'd make a good Frau Brewer. Oh, oh, I would rock the shit out of Frau Brewer. Quarter I think you made a wise choice. Thank you. Maybe Thank it'll come much. true. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, didn't they do a Broadway musical of Young Frankenstein? They yeah. did. Fuckers, how fucking dare you! You well, didn't after, get the call after producers did as well as it did. They just seemed uh, like the next. What the thing. hell is it? Hey, hey Paul! Paul. <laughs> you know what? This guy's written some other shit. Let's see what else we can get people. No, actually, they're like, let's see what else we can get these dumb fucking tourists to come in and pay seven hundred dollars for. We sold them people in Unitots for years. I mean, they should have just fest. done Spaceballs. 
That yeah. would just that, that would like at least cam- oh, and let's be honest, I'm, that's not one of my <laughs> most favorite of of the Mel Brooks canon. So kind of hard to fuck that up. But like you're taking Young Frankenstein, most how beloved you, creature. How do you how do you place Madeline Kahn? Oh yeah, she's For a, God's she's amazing. Sakes, rest her beautiful soul, and just and she's saying, oh, that just makes me. Angry. Not as angry as when I saw Shrek the Musical, though. But that's, you saw Shrek the Musical. I, I would never children. go near that. I had children. It came to the Pantages. There's like a fart song. Am I <laughs> wrong? Fuck. There really is. I I'll, imagine I the just... whole thing is a, a ode and homage here's, to here is, Here's the only good thing about seeing that show. The Pantages sells wine. <laughs> and you can get them in big sippy cups. <laughs> so I proceeded to just get relatively uh, tight. As they say, to the it, point that you could sit through the show, tolerate it. Yeah, I was trying to just numb the fucking cups. pain. Oh yeah, my gosh! Yeah. Well, this segues pretty well into our next question because I, in, I cross a line. I involve a child of yours in, right, this, in this question. Bring it. Would you rather poop yourself randomly once a week <laughs> who, for a year? Who have you been talking to? <laughs> <laughs> it's a medical condition. I thought this could be. I was like, you know what? This could happen to people. This How could be touchy. You? But you, go, you don't have to tell us if it's. You've real. seen the outtakes on the psych DVDs. It's just oh, a lot of him pooping in the middle of a tape. Oh, Spencer, you. Oh, God damn it! Cut. Can we just cut a second? Oh, I'm so sorry. The Maggie wardrobe. sits there and just goes, "Oh, you're so fucking disgusting." <laughs> I hate working with you so much. I hate it so much. The poop again. God, that was a good get, Maggie impression. No, actually, Maggie's like. <laughs> Damn, what the fuck? <laughs> you shit yourself again? <laughs> Hang on, let, let me take a little drag off my palm off. <sighs> oh my God, I hate working with you so much. She's like Baby Herman from Roger Rabbit. She is. Oh, man. She is. Um, That's not true. She's beautiful and lovely, and we all obvious. love Maggie. She's oh. a fucking ray of sunshine. She's luminous. Mm, just a ray of sunshine. I'm always jealous of the luminous. Anyway, so you would poop yourself randomly once a week for or... a year. Or curse one of your daughters or children. They're daughters. They are daughters. Um, to poop herself randomly once a year for the rest of her life. And she'll never know why it's happening. Oh, for fuck's sake. I'd take, I take it on the chin for myself. It's my daughter, of course. You win a lot of points. And well, somebody well, else is like, butt whooping. How <laughs> is, is she going to ever meet a, a rich man? <laughs> <laughs> who's then going to take care of me right. when I seriously am pooping myself every day yeah. and can't do anything about it. So you'll just have a poop a year. I mean, I just think one poop a year. <laughs> See what I did? A shitty year. See what I did? Well done. Thank you. Oh, yes. I'm a trained professional. I do this for a living. You understand how the joke works. Yes. Right? Yes. Well, I went, you, to, I went to joke, joke school. Clown college. Clown college. I'm a graduate. Right. Magna cum laude. See... Here's how the joke works, kids. Okay. It was okay. about poop, and I took a dirty word, shit, and I said, I'll just have a shitty ear, which can also be synonymous with poop. Double Therefore, entendre. Boom. Equals laughter. That would be $400. Oh, wow. Thank could, you so much. Do you imagine, like, a, I don't know, I just thought of this, but, like, applying to clown college and not getting in? <laughs> so you have, is, there, is there, like, a clown college safety school? <laughs> Um, it's like that's Carney College. <laughs> you applied to Carney, right? It's not oh. a college, kids. <laughs> All right, okay, this is how you what you want to do, you're gonna pull this lever, the big dipper's gonna come down, it's gonna go fourteen times. How'd you get this job? Well, I um 
I, I, I didn't get into clown college. Oh, shit. Nobody here got into clown college, man. That's why we're here. Talk I, I got a question. Yeah. Uh, if I was to say want to make that ride go backwards, how would I accomplish no, that? No, 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 son. Too early. Too early, boy. Well, now, you know, it's okay. Man's got to grow, okay? Oh, He's got to stretch his wings. Just leave the boy alone. What you do, people. son, you want to basically you pull the lever instead of pushing it forward. You pull it back. Oh, shit. You pull now, it towards Cat's yourself. out of the bag. Is there an emergency winger button I can hit to have that crank up really loud to get morale of the fair up? Uh, well, now, we'd like to, to leave the morale section to the carnival barkers. They're a yes, very, please. Very tight please union. do not encroach on us. No, you, can't, you can't fuck with the barkers, boy. That's <laughs> one thing you do need to learn right <laughs> now. Sorry, I have so many questions on my first day of carnival school. It's okay, son. It's okay. Hey, by the way, where'd you get that tattoo on your face? That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you Real very good. much. That's a good looking tattoo. I can think of lots of things I can fit in the space where your teeth used to be. <laughs> I got creepy. Okay. That, Just kidding. That's not as creepy as you think. No. I hear that all the time. Right. It's fun. It's, it's good time. That's a morale. That's booster. my sister. Hey, baby, I love you. <laughs> Well, as usual, we finish up the podcast with poop and carny humor. Oh, classic podcast! I, you know what? I I really feel it picked up towards the end. I, I do really too. feel, and I blame myself entirely. No. So, no, no, if no. if they continue to listen, they would be rewarded. I, I think. I think. Well, those who stayed in, I think you're pretty happy right now. I felt good about it. Who doesn't love shit and carny humor? Yeah, that's true. We're gonna get some angry carny hate mail carnies. again. <laughs> Look, it took me a lot to write this letter. <laughs> Hey, I my Uncle to... Tootie was a carny, and he was none of the things we just described. He was a man. <laughs> he was more like, well, would, you, would you care to have the ride go backwards now, chaps? <laughs> I've been in it. Oh, I'll chap. Pop right in here. I've a wonderful You'll have to put that stuffed bunny down. You don't want it falling on anyone's head off the Ferris wheel. Here, let me hold it. Oh, it's a beautiful bunny. Oh, so soft. I'm just going to keep it and call him I believe it was Albert Camus who once said, please pull down on the safety bar to make sure you don't fall for the ride. Now, let's not be puking on anyone, all right, boys? Thanks very much. Thank you. Wonderful, wonderful. That's a very apt impression of my Uncle Tootie. Very good. Uncle Tootie from Facts of Life. Oh, uh, well, thanks for coming on the show, Tim. I, I am I am more than happy. We had a to, great time. Uh, come down to whatever the fuck we are in Hollywood the, Hills. Uh, this okay. Here, uh, <laughs> let me just. Get, this is. I'm going to ask you a question. Okay, I'll answer. That is asked on another very successful comedy podcast. Yeah. Virtually every episode. Where the fuck are we? <laughs> and those who are. Uh, yeah. Those who listen to the other comedy podcasts, other Very success, successful. not as successful as this. Well, arguably, but, you're wrong. But, but. They'll, <laughs> they'll know what I'm talking about because it's essentially the same sort of thing. I don't know where the fuck we are. Nope. I, I, I'm kind of, I'm not afraid. You should to leave be here. They're not. nice. Those urchins are nice. It's the nice. Street urchins are kind. Uh, my car has been stripped of everything. That's fine. You'll get a new body. But for those it. Prius batteries emotionally, waste. emotionally, <laughs> emotionally stripped. Yeah. Every all the parts are still there. Physically, but, it's fine. But it'll never drive the same. Let's be no, honest. Now that's that's a Prius. Let's <laughs> just go steal another one. They're all over the place. <laughs> welcome to LA, baby. That's right. So thank you for having me. Of course, you're, uh, you're on the Twitter. People can follow you there. I am on the Twitter. The the twatter. The twitter. The, twi- the twatter. The twatter. Otter. Twatter. Otter. Oh, that's a cute little mascot for something. <laughs> The Twitter Hey, everybody, let's hear for the Twitter Otter! 
But I'm adorable. I'm swimming on my back and playing with something round. Uh, so if they want to follow you there, your uh, your at thing is at, at the at uh, at Amundsen. At Amundsen, not spelled like the famous theater. It's it's Amundsen, like my name, because that would be weird. Oh. So it's it's uh, O M U N D S O N. Amundsen, as opposed to uh, or Amundsen or Amundsen, if you're a fan of the Luck of the Irish. Amundsen. So, at so follow him there. You can follow me at Cole Stratton. I'm at Vanessa Stratton. Podcast is at PMC Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. We did it. Yay! Subscribe to the Pop My Culture Podcast on iTunes. Check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at PMC Podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>